This is the Net Group Investments Podcast, where we explore a variety of views and insights that investors care about. Hello, I'm Trevor Garvin from Net Group Investments Multi Manager. This instalment of your market and economic wrap is titled Silicon Valley Bank Causes Global Jitters. The turmoil in the global banking industry continued to weigh on global equity markets. Only 15 years after the global financial crisis, two US banks, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, collapsed with a third bank, First Republic, teetering on the brink of collapse. The US regulators responded quickly to calm depositors, investors and the general public to prevent a broader run on US banks. The US Treasury and the Federal Reserve and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation offered deposit guarantees totaling $142 billion to all depositors of the two failed banks. They increased access to emergency funding to the whole banking sector through a new Federal Reserve liquidity facility and arranged fresh deposits for First Republic Bank from the large Wall Street banks, JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup and Wells Fargo each deposited $5 billion into First Republic. The crisis of confidence extended to scandal-prone Credit Suisse in Switzerland, where a precipitous fall in its share price and a run on the bank forced the Swiss National Bank to inject liquidity of $54 billion while arranging a takeover by its healthier and larger rival UBS. Late yesterday, news broke that UBS offered to buy Credit Suisse for $3.25 billion. Investors are concerned by unrealized interest rate losses on the assets held by banks. Many banks, including Silicon Valley Bank, invested heavily in long-term government bonds when interest rates were low and bond prices were high. As interest rates rose, bond prices fell leaving banks with huge unrealized losses. Once a bank experiences liquidity shortages, it is forced to sell its bonds and the unrealized loss becomes a painful reality. It is also much more likely for small to mid-sized banks to experience liquidity issues in a rate upcycle because they have to offer depositors higher interest rates to prevent them from seeking more attractive returns elsewhere. In the US banking sector, these unrealized losses totaled about $620 billion, or a third of the system's combined capital buffer. Overall, the global banking sector is stronger than it was back in 2007, with healthy capital and liquidity ratios in most countries. While it is far too early to conclude that the storm has passed, some calm returned to the markets towards the ends of last week. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ managed to recoup some of their earlier losses, ending the week 1.5% and 4.5% higher. However, the Dow Jones Industrial Index lost a further 0.1%, taking the slide over the last four weeks to a hefty 5.8%. The contagion effect hit Europe stock markets hard, with the FTSE 100, the German DAX and the French CAC plunging 55 4.5% and 4% respectively. Fears of another banking crisis and its implications for global growth prospects weighed on oil prices, which plunged 12.5% over the week. In contrast, the gold price benefited from the turmoil. 
ending the week 6% stronger. The US dollar weakened against most major currencies as the markets increasingly assumed that the evolving banking stresses would not only force the Fed to stick to a more subdued 25 basis points hike this week, but would also bring the pivot towards rate cuts forward. The rand drifted lower, subdued by heightened global risk aversion amid the turmoil in the US and Swiss banking sectors. South African bond yields continued to ease, with the yield on the benchmark 10-year government bond edging down slightly to 10.8%. The JSE was hit by global jitters. Concerns that the Economic Freedom Front's national protest yesterday could erupt into violence, potentially leading to the destruction of property and widespread looting, probably weighed on sentiment. The Share index lost 5% over the last week, with the financial index shedding a hefty 7.7% of its value. The drop in local banking share prices is out of touch with fundamentals. Most local banks reported strong earnings results in 2022, benefiting from the rise in domestic interest rates through higher endowments. At the same time, impairments remained contained. The local banking system is also more than adequately capitalized with strong liquidity ratios. That brings us to an end of today's market wrap. Stay safe and stay healthy. Till next time, with thanks, Trevor. NetGroup Collective Investments is an authorized collective investments scheme manager in terms of the Collective Investments Schemes Control Act. NetGroup Investments does not provide advice on financial products and will only give you factual information. For further details on our funds and to view our terms and conditions, please visit netgroupinvestments.co.za. Netgroup Investments. See money differently.